0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Well, hello, 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 back at work, girl. <laughs> it's, it's wild. The floodgates have opened. <laughs> Uh,
1: well, congratulations. I'm glad they came to an agreement and I'm glad you have a job.
0: <laughs> Con- congrats to the writers for getting what they needed and for holding out. I think they've come to a deal that most of them are very happy with. We'll see how the ratification goes, but we are back to work, man. Not the actors yet. Hopefully uh, they they work that out soon. Um, but the the writers and the producers are back to work.
1: You know, I read the first line of what the actors are expecting on theirs as well as the writers got and what shocked me was the first line was like all work will be written by humans mm-hmm. I mean, what I mean have you know and you just never thought in my lifetime that that would be the opening line
0: of a contract uh, as you opposed know, to what aliens I mean it's just bizarre I think as opposed bizarre. to a computer um well, no, I know but it's funny I was in um it was in Berlin, not very long ago, and we went to see a silent film uh, at the Babylon, oh, which is like oh. one of the oldest and still standing uh, silent theaters. And they have an orchestra and they have an organist, and it's just it's very cool. Um, but I was sitting there in the middle of the strike, chuckling to myself because I was like, "Oh, we're just going through all of this all over again, right? All of these people, when talkies came around, were all yeah. out of jobs. They yeah. all." They all were, you know, picketing and angry about it, about the advance of technology. And this is maybe more significant. I don't know. I wasn't alive in the 20s when this happened. Um, but I'm alive in these 20s when uh, it's happening look,
1: again. All all scripts will be written by humans. It's just that yes. I just started laughing. I didn't want to read, read anything. You know, I knew that was the most important thing. So congratulations. They got, they got, they got. Now, yeah. also... Did you read lessons in chemistry?
0: no, but i'm I'm excited for the show. It looks great.
1: yeah. well, the, i I did I listened to the book and I watched the previews that came out, the trailer. And I'm like, please don't mess this up. Please don't mess the, you know, and i'm 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 just I'm not confident. But Bree Larson, what an actor she is. She's you know, amazing. She looks different in every role. and you don't say, oh, this is so and so showing up again. Um, can't wait to see it. It's opening on the 12th of October, everybody. So put it on your list. Even if you didn't read the book, you should not miss this.
0: Yeah. I like Lee Eisenberg, the the creator of it. He's, he's a really great showrunner, great television creator. So I imagine they're in very good hands. Um, but yeah, that, uh, I didn't read the book, so, uh, yeah. I, I won't have that basis, but it looks great to me.
1: The book was really amazing. It was really amazing. Anyway, you'll have to forgive me. I have a cold. Thank God it's not COVID. You know, whenever you see somebody who has a runny nose or something, it's like COVID, COVID. You know, you're st- we're still running yeah. from that whole it's, thing. It's but. not
0: quite as insane as it as know, it was know, a couple I years know. ago, but yeah.
1: I know. Um, anyway, so getting started, uh, you picked
0: supermodels. I didn't pick that. You picked it. <laughs>
1: Why would I? Pick? Yes.
0: I don't know. You were like, "Can we do this?" And I was like, "Sure." I guess I felt like we
1: should, but anyway, why don't you do the intro? Off the, I mean, you know, I hate to lay this to you on the on the
0: on the fly, but can you just do a little intro? Uh, yeah, this is a limited series docu series about the creation of the term supermodel and the women who really created it around Christy Turlington, Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford, and Linda Evangelista, and how they were kind of a a trio minus uh cindy but how cindy was was very much involved in that as well um and it's on apple and it's five episodes Did you watch all five i did not i made it halfway through episode four and got kind of bored
1: i was kind of bored at the beginning of episode one yeah here's what it made me realize first of all because you're stunningly beautiful and you learn how to walk a straight line with one foot definitely in a straight line in front of the other, doesn't make you an interesting human, you know?
0: You know, it's funny because I I actually, the more they talked about them as people, the more interested I became, Really, but they you just, just didn't go, go there. Give
1: me one interesting thing about any of them.
0: I mean, Naomi Campbell is a self-made all woman. Right, I'm just going to say, of them all, yeah. And it's so I, they kind of all are self-made, right? They they were all kind of uh, yeah, but felt self-made based on how you
1: look. I find it yes, somewhat, but I, I mean, it's, it's not, not based created, on anything other than how they looked and walked. You know, I don't know. I, I find that hard to to. I, I find it hard
0: to congratulate them on their hard work. I just but do. that that's why I think the docu series falls short because I think most of these women actually went on to do so much more than that, right? Cindy Crawford launched an empire around herself and she's so accomplished. She's done so much in her life. And it's like, all they're talking about is her rise. And I I get it. Like there was a big controversy over whether or not to leave the mole on her face. And like, thank God they did, right? Very <laughs> happy that they did. But that's not the most interesting thing about her. There's so much about her that's fascinating. And Linda Evangelista, I mean, her story's so heartbreaking and they spend like 10 minutes on it. I know. Well, not Uh, only
1: that, the thing about Naomi that I think is so strong is, for example, she was fired by her agency. mm -hmm. She was fired. Yeah. By elite. Yeah. Because she um, refused to do a cosmetic deal where she was not going to be paid as much as the other
0: models. As the white girls. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, yeah Yeah. that's one way to put it but that's the way she puts it she had racism over and over and over and over again that part I thought was interesting but I think if they had gone into rather than following these four models and their trajectory I think if they had gone through the industry and shown how very sick it is first of all the head of elite being into 15 year old girls and saying yeah it's them extremely sexy in a I mean, all of
0: that, I mean, that would have been an interesting documentary worth- Linda Evangelista's husband what? was a part of that as well. And they only spend five minutes on it. Um, and it's, but w- one of the other things that they point out but they don't spend time on is that Linda and Christy often would not take jobs unless Naomi was included, right? They really stood up for her and said, we're, we're a package deal, right? And if you don't want her, you don't get us. And
1: I, you know, which is exactly why the supermodels, even the title, not interesting. What would have been a great title is um, behind the scenes of the modeling industry. You know, that, I mean, they had so much to offer us there. And instead, the other thing is, in a documentary, the person who's being studied doesn't usually get to dictate what's talked about. And what bothered me about this is these four women could decide what they were going to deal with and what they were going to talk about and what they didn't. So they were really driving Mm. the entire trajectory of this documentary. I don't think that's a good plan.
0: That actually gives me a lot more respect for Linda Evangelista, because I don't know if you made it this far, but in, I think it's episode three or four, she's being treated for cancer. And that, that camera crew comes with her to her chemo appointment. And she's, She's incredible. Like the amount that this woman dealt with is, it's harrowing and it's heartbreaking. And they don't, they don't really give her enough credit and they don't take enough time to talk about it.
1: This is supposed to be about.
0: And I know. So- and it's unfortunate because that's far more interesting than the rest of it.
1: And by the way, bringing her into a documentary about cancer and treatments women go through would have been wonderful you know she would she would definitely have elevated that but again the entire topic was wrong you know these four women dictating what they're going to talk about and how they're going to present themselves and everything else is just not it's just not okay
0: i, I mean i i think it's it's backwards for how documentaries are supposed to work right if you go into a documentary and you don't discover something new and your documentary doesn't take five turns as you're making it something's wrong and this was nothing unexpected. And they had just avoided everything that was actually interesting and gripping about this topic.
1: Well, the camera is supposed to document something happening. And that's not what happened here. And so I don't no. think they should have called it a documentary, and they did. And I don't, I'm not sure. If it's Kind a- of an interview series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and, and yeah, not a it's very not, good one, not, not a very good one, by the way, because, again, the interviewer doesn't usually get to dictate every question that's coming their way. I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only the only one the, I mean, Naomi, I think, gets pretty real throughout her her interviews. I, I liked a lot of what she had to say. And I think Linda Linda's pretty raw in this. And I really respected her for going there. Um, but but there's. There's nothing challenging about this.
1: No, and nothing more to say, really. I, by the way, do not recommend you watch it. It's not a documentary. It's not really documenting anything. And frankly, it's just really a let me tell you how great I am and what an incredible human I was, even though I was beautiful, and that's why I became who I became. I don't know. There were some
0: really fun moments in it. I mean the the George Michael video, right? Hearing how that came together and how and why they did it. Like, there's some some really great fun to be had in this but if that for the sake of the documentary, again that's not about being a
1: supermodel that you know if it were if it were george michael's documentary that would be interesting i don't know yeah
0: i mean i i get why they put it in there this is part of their story um and it is a big part of what launched them into superstardom um but it, it it's it's moments in time and and i remember these moments i know i was young um but i do i remember cindy crawford being everywhere right i mean you could not get away from her and she was like the pinnacle uh, for for young girls to look like and young boys to fantasize over or you know also young boys to look like and young girls to fantasize over i don't judge uh but it's
1: it's you know, not when, enough to um, hang a whole
0: documentary on
1: a perso- personal anecdote when she was um with richard gear um
0: uh, mm.
1: they, they rode at the barn on our property up in bedford and they would come together and they'd ride every saturday and they and my daughter was 6 maybe and her buddy Alex was 9 months older and Greg was 9 months younger and every week she would stop and sit down and she would inter- engage with those kids for like a half an hour that's very nice very kind generous wonderful person and she was beautiful i don't know what oh, else to yeah. tell you you know anyway so then i was so excited because then i texted you and said Any interest in doing Flora and Son, which just came out, by the way, you can watch it on um, Apple. And you said, saw it at Sundance. God, do I love this movie? What do you think?
0: Uh, I like this movie a lot. I'm a very big fan of John Carney as a filmmaker. I think never
1: heard of him, never saw any of the other shows that he You didn't see once. I really I didn't I have not. I'm embarrassed am I should I be embarrassed to say it? But I am. Okay, I mean a as Modern a Love lover,
0: Modern Love Sing Street Beginning Modern of- Love's a TV show. Right. Um but oh yeah so so he started with once. He he's an Irish filmmaker, Irish I believe he's a musician because he writes most of the music for for his own. By the own. way, I thought that last song was stellar. I did. Yeah, he's he's incredibly talented. Once was um, once was his debut. It's an unbelievable film, especially because they made it for like absolutely no money. Um, and oh, you know what? He's he's done films before that, but once is what put him on the map. Um, and it's the introduction of Glenn Hazard to. Really, American audiences, uh, and he and it's that movie will make and break you. It's absolutely stunningly beautiful, so you're suggesting once is one that I should now go back and watch. You should go watch once. Okay. I will say Sing Street is my favorite of his really i I watched Sing Street at Sundance in twenty sixteen I think hmm. um, and I unfortunately, it was financed by Weinstein. um, but the movie started. And I caught my breath and I was like, oh, my God, someone gave John Carney money. This is amazing. <laughs> well, not only that, the beginning of this film,
1: we find our protagonist, she's dancing at a club and she dances with this ferocity and abandon and fright- she's frightened and she's you know, she's crazy. And I have never seen an opening dance scene where. You know, she's not out of control, but she sure is close. And I thought it was so, so well done. And I think she was an amazing, amazing actor in that. It was, that could not have been an easy scene to film. And I tried to find out about it, you know, about her filming it, you know, what what it, what it was going on there. Her name is
0: Eve Hewson. Now, how do you, do you know a lot about her? I mean, you would have seen her in Bad Sisters. Yeah um i way, this was, i mean you
1: know there's nothing better it's
0: best yeah uh, this this was kind of my first foray into her as an actor i think she's great i think this role is not easy she plays a oh single my God. mom
1: it's really hard yeah um,
0: and one thing john carney does really well is is capture the the truth of a narrative right oh and the truth of a situation and she oh you know God. she's a single yeah. mother desperately trying to make ends meet with her teenage son. And she, she was clearly a young mom. Um, And her ex-husband or, or I don't know if they were married, but the father of her child is like, you know, deadbeat washed up musician. Um, and think, by
1: the way, the first interaction between she and her son that we see on the screen was so raw and so real yes. and so devastating and so fucking brilliantly written. I cannot even tell you. I thought to myself, I didn't, at this point, I didn't know. I I usually try not to read anything about a film before I start watching it. And I thought, oh my God, who wrote this script? John Carney is really talented. By the way, uh, the music he wrote was great. He's a great director. Although, Why do great directors shoot in the dark all the time? Why does everything have to take place in the dark? But anyway, moving that aside, I must tell you, the dialogue and the way he helps his actors deliver it is some of the best you're ever going to see. I thought it was absolutely spectacular.
0: Yeah. And if you aren't already in love with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you will fall in love with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this. Um, He also, Jack Rainer's in a lot of what John Carney does, he he can sing. Uh, It's unfortunate he doesn't sing much in this, Um, but he's I love him. He is so willing to just be awful and insane and unreliable. And he's, he just takes it there and you're like, but then he really st- he steps up as a dad. Right. Um, And Flora goes on this journey to try to connect with her son because her son wants to be a musician too. And she wants to support him in lieu of the fact that her ex is a washed up musician. Right. Um, And it's, it's a beautiful she narrative she wants
1: to support him as much as she just wants any connection. And she feels like that's the doorway in.
0: Yeah. And just yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a, it's a beautiful guide on this journey. Um, The, the ending to me, that last performance <laughs> is a little bit of a bridge too far for me. Oh no. I thought it was great. I just I, like the computer does not need to be on the stage. Like it's just, well, it but here's, the, well here's
1: the other thing the good thing about that song was he layers in a hip hop moment and Mm -hmm. it's, but it, but it, by the way, it's unexpected and it's perfect. Yeah. And you know, that's what I mean by he can write music and he can, and I think, you know, music is his dialogue. Now he Mm -hmm. says, or I think it was him who said, look, music is the way of communication, but I will tell you, I think his dialogue I, you know, I hate to say this, but I hope somebody looks at this as an Academy Award for Best Writer. You know, we don't get to see something this well-written, this raw and this painful and this beautiful and all the things that it is. It's tough to take. There are moments that where you think, oh my God, really, do we have to speak to each other this way? But I don't know. I thought it was amazing.
0: I really want to hear what you think about Sing Street and Once. I, I skip Begin Again because it's not my favorite of his. Um, but I, I'm very curious. I, Sing Street is also set in Ireland because he's Irish. Um, and it's about a, a young kid in the 80s who starts his own band. Um, and you see his musical progression as the 80s music progresses. So every song that they do is kind of referential of a different band. And and Bono actually helps them put the music together for this. I it's read about that, yeah. It's great. I, that's, it's my favorite of his films. I really enjoyed Flora and Son. It's actually how I ended my Sundance experience. And I was like, so happy to walk out and be like, oh, what a delightful film to have just spent an hour and a half watching. Um, but yeah, I, I love John Carney. I desperately want to work with John Carney. I think he's very happy making the movies he wants to make. Uh, and I'm very happy to watch them.
1: Well, that, I mean, not only that, he's controlling every aspect of the movie from what you're yeah. saying to what, I mean, I, but, by the way, it's rare that somebody can do all those things so well. Now, what did you think of Oren well, I mean, Sorry, say
0: that again? Oren K- Kinlan. The, uh, the, he plays Max. Yeah, the child. He's. I mean, you want to smack him, like most of the movie. You just want to smack him. But then you're also totally understanding of where he's coming from and why things are so difficult and why he's behaving the way he's behaving because he's you know, a reckless teenager who has a grand dream. And he doesn't have the means to attain it. And I love how this family comes together, even though they are not a conventional family, right? And they make this a reality for him. And it's it's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. It's very raw. But it's uh, also,
1: I think it's also an act of apology. Yeah. So me, you know, I think for her, especially... It is her reaching out and saying, this is my act of contrition. It's, my, you know, and I think that, uh, but I think it's a hard role to play. Oh, and yeah. I think, I think he does it very, very well. And he's very
0: young. I mean, this is, you know, he doesn't he gets have- great performances out of young actors. It's really impressive.
1: Well, it's only his third film. Yeah. He did Taken Down in 2018. And then he didn't do anything to Flora and Son. Mm-hmm. And he's also doing Sunlight this year. I, you know, I think that he, I, you know, I, everything about this film, I thought was spectacular. And also the other thing I realized about, um, John Carney, he's confident to take a, an actor that hasn't worked since 2018 mm-hmm. and bring him into this, it takes, it's an act of confidence, you know, cause there were, you know, there's a lot that he could have, and the way he presents, um, the way he presents um, Eve Hussin is like, you know, we see her as this punk person, as this angry woman who's saddled with the sun, but also now loves, I mean, he just gives so many dimensions to every person in there. And you know what? In life, we all, we're not the best thing we ever did. We're not the worst thing we ever did. We're somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I think he just played that beautifully. I hope this, Film, I'm not seeing it getting any play, which will be very sad to me because I think it belongs to the top of the
0: heap so far this year, anyway. Uh, I mean it's it it was so long ago for me that I watched it that it it was a nice reminder that it was out there. Uh, (laughs) but it it's it's an uplifting film. You won't regret having watched it.
1: Right, exactly. Um, anyway, that's us. You know, we're a little short this week, which is great, but I would not miss this film. I would do everything you can to watch it. And now we also have um, Wilder telling us to pick up two more of him. So I'm great. Now, by the way, during the Q&A at Sundance Film Festival, Carney said that this film was a dedication to mothers, similar to how Sing Street in 2016 was for Brothers Everywhere. I think he's big on family, our friend,
0: huh? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I gotta tell you, like everyone I introduced Sing Street to, loves that movie. I mean, it really goes for it and it's so much fun to watch. Well, I will watch it and I
1: will get back to you. So we're dying to hear from you guys. If anybody watches any of these, let us know and have a great week.
0: Bye.